Hello, and welcome to the Love Says Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Johnson, and I'm coming to you from the coast of Maine. In my work as a life coach for the last 15 years, as well as in my personal life, I keep coming back to seeing the beauty of what unfolds when we each uniquely find our way back to a place of love. Love can get us through the most painful moments. It can give us the freedom to grow, the courage to change. And love can also lead us to a whole lot of peace, joy, and possibility. So let's see what happens in us, in our life, and in our world when we listen in to what love says. Hello, and welcome to the Love Says Podcast. This is Elizabeth, and I am here today with a new solo episode about something that I am in the midst of exploring. A few weeks ago, I was with a small group of friends. We were doing some writing exercises, some prompts, and the prompt that came up was this question, what do you really, really want? So what do you really, really want? I wrote at the top of my notebook. And then what was so interesting is that my mind started to flash certain things, right? Dreams I had been dreaming about, things I had forgotten about, things that felt so far-fetched, but like amazing. Um, Just like, again, very small things, very dramatic things. And what was interesting is before I could write any of those down, like it's almost like my pen was paused, right? And as I was watching these dreams, these wishes, these desires pop in my mind, I started to almost follow each dream down to its root, right? Down to its essence. And I was just feeling into like, I wasn't landing. Wait, what do I actually really, really want? That would be lovely. That would be nice. That would be amazing. But is that what I really, really want? And as I followed each of these dreams and thoughts down, it's almost like they all kind of convened in this deep root of a truth. And when it popped for me, when I felt it, I immediately got teary I also got a little embarrassed. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to tell anyone. This is my deep, <laughs> this is what I want the most. But what I ended up writing of what I really, really wanted was that I want to feel and know that I am loved, period. I want to feel and know that I am loved, period. And I had this moment when I wrote that. It was just this wash of relief. It was this wash of possibility. It was this wash of like, you know, when you just like hit something um, where you just feel the truth of it, you feel the depth of it. Um, I wrote it in my notebook. I immediately had a moment where my ego as it so often does when we kind of um, are archaeologists of our own truth, the minute we hit a deep truth, usually our ego can come up to kind of combat it, distract from it, get worried for us because, you know, we're usually on to something. Um, so I definitely had an ego moment of like, what are you, what are you saying? You know how to do this. You know that, you know, and again, like logically, I know I am loved, right? Logically and even spiritually in my lifetime, I have felt 
those moments, those times of like feeling so, so deeply loved, so deeply loved, like nothing better. And in that moment, as I was looking at that and realizing that in the last year or so, in the midst of so much growing, so much being created, so much um, releasing, there has also been a very loud part in my mind um, of self-criticism, right? Of um, really critiquing myself or really giving myself a hard time or really not giving myself the benefit of the doubt. So much so that I sometimes don't even realize it's doing it. And I know I've shared this on other podcasts, but one of the things that my ego does, my fear-based part of my mind does, is it will like imagine what someone else, how someone else is judging me. Imagine how someone else is thinking of me. Imagine someone else giving me a hard time. And again, it's not happening. <laughs> it's made up. Like it's completely manufactured by my mind. But then all of a sudden I wonder why my chest is kind of like, uh, like contracted and I, my stomach's a little queasy. And I all of a sudden don't have energy or courage or inspiration to continue to do the things that I'm really called to do. And that's when I have been observing that these ego voices have really been giving me a hard time. And in doing so, in that moment of writing that sentence, what I realized one of the antidotes for that, for myself, for this time, was that when I am in a moment of feeling loved, I feel really safe. I feel a part of something bigger. I feel like I have courage. Like if I am fully loved as is, as is, as is, we're talking about the unconditional part of this, you know, and where we find that, where we connect to that unconditional part of love. Again, for me, that's like in more of the spirit realm that's in a piece of myself that can be in a piece of other human beings, as long as I'm also letting them be human and knowing that our relationships are conditional, right? Like as humans. Um, but where do we find, reconnect to, be fed by, be held in that love, that unconditional love? And again, not as everything, but as something that's sustenance, right? It's like our hydration. It's like our water. How do we find our way back there? So that was my that was my thing. I share with friends, tears in my eyes, embarrassed to even admit it. And for the last five weeks, I have really been exploring the different parts of this, like the worries about feeling and knowing I'm loved, the why, why is it important to feel and know I'm loved, the how, and then kind of the gifts and the tough moments. So today I'm just going to take you through some of those, some, a little bit of my journey, um, in hopes that you can gather what resonates with you. You can check in with yourself just right here, right now in this moment of do you feel and know you are loved? And if if that's something that you want, right? You may change the language a bit, but I just can't, for me, I was like, damn, this is the piece, this is the piece, this is the piece. And as I also am on, it's so funny, on this precipice of wanting to create, continue to create and create in new ways in my life. And I'm also wanting to flip that coin and be in moments of rest, in moments of beingness, in moments of enjoyment, right? I'm really kind of like dancing between the paradox of that that forward movement and that paused presence, right? I'm really wanting both of those and to learn the rhythm of that for myself. But I'm just so fascinated that 
there are parts of me. And as I looked at it, it's like, wait, why do I not feel and know that I am loved? And like, lo and behold, the biggest culprit of all getting in the way of that was myself, was my mind. And so again, having compassion for that part of me that's trying to protect me, trying to do the best they can, and really disconnecting me from from feeling and knowing I'm loved. So the first thing I kind of took some time with, grappled with a little bit was like, why why do what, what am I scared of? What am I worried about if I feel and I know I am loved? And that may be a question for you. If if the invitation today is okay, I am open to feeling and knowing I am loved. Like period. Like just doing that. What are the worries that come up for you? What do, what do you worry about? What fears pop up? Right. And for me, one of the worries, one of the fears was if I feel totally loved, totally. Um, supported, totally held in love, that I will be so content that I won't do anything. (laughs) I will literally be like, I'm so loved. I will lie on this couch forever and I will watch Netflix until the end of time. So it was this like worry that like, if I feel totally loved, I will let myself off the hook and I won't ever do anything or create. So that was an interesting one. Um, Another worry I had was that I would completely disconnect from other humans. I would be so on this like bubble of love that I would be completely unrelatable, right? I wouldn't be able to connect with anyone who's in a place where they're going through hardship or grief or suffering or pain that I just would be so in my love bubble that I just would be like oblivious to the suffering of others. So that was another worry I had. And what was interesting is, and in A Course in Miracles, they talk about this, Abraham Hicks talks about this, that it's this whole thing of like, does me not feeling loved allow other people to feel loved? Right? So it's like, it's like that whole thing, like if you feel bad, if someone's sick, so you also like want to be sick. And then it's like, okay, but you being sick doesn't make them healthier, right? It doesn't actually, it doesn't work. Our brain has this disconnect of like, oh, like I'm going to gift something to this person if I'm in the same place. But what we really want, I do believe, right, is like love, is health, is vibrancy, is abundance. And by us not having it, right? Like it doesn't give it to the other person. It's not like we switch the system and we're like, oh, okay, I don't have it. So now you have it, right? And that's like, side note, totally going into, you know, systems of oppression where that were created by fear-based parts of the mind, which were based on like some have, some cannot have, right? One person wins, one person loses. One person's the best, one person's the worst. Very like mind, ego, survival-based thinking that have created a whole bunch of things that we are in the midst of like cracking open, breaking, creating beyond, right? So in our own day-to-day life, right? In our own day-to-day moment, this thought that if we feel loved, if we know we're loved, if we feel we're loved, that that would actually take away love from someone else is the opposite. I keep telling myself every day, keep reminding myself, someone else is not going to feel more loved because I don't feel loved. It doesn't work that way. So those are just a couple of the worries. I could list probably like uh, 28 more of like why am I worried to feel and know I'm loved? Why am I worried to fully embrace that? Oh, I will say one other one as it's popping right now. 
I think I'm afraid that if I felt so loved and felt and knew I was so, so loved that I would be unstoppable, right? That I would have so much energy and so much authentic confidence and so much courage and so much connection and trust of this flow that I would just like expand and connect and be out in the world and be creating and be loving and be using my voice and be listening and being engaged. Like I would just like be all in, in this world. And there's a piece of my ego that's like, no, 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 too big, too open, too expansive, too risky, right? That's the part of the ego, the part of my mind that goes, let's keep it small. Let's keep it manageable. Let's make sure like we stay disconnected enough that it doesn't become too much. So anyway, those are some of the worries. I'm curious for you, if you could feel and know you are loved, like period, not because you do anything, just because of your innate essence, just because you are a human being on this planet, just because you are made of stardust, my friends, right? You're made of like soul, right? You're connected to the something bigger. You're connected to this divine energy. And again, or you're connected to this nature energy, right? Of this bigger part of the whole. But like, again, what if you and what if I are fully loved, fully loved, period, period, period? What does that do? So then that's, that was the next question for me, which was like, so why, why, why feel this? Why know this? Why is this important? And that's where we get into some of what I just talked about, but it was so amazing to watch and be like, wow, I am afraid to, to feel this, this loved, right? To know I am loved. Um, because I feel like it opens up something in me that makes me feel really powerful, right? There's something that happens when we connect with a love that we feel like has got us no matter what, that we came from, that we're going back to, that we're a part of, that we can breathe into, whatever your belief system is, right? However you see that. But if there is this like, energy of love, this place of love all around us and within us. And we, again, our only job is to like retrain our minds to, to relax enough to drop back into the truth or to guide us back to the truth or to be open to this deeper truth that we are loved. Then to me, it's like, oh my gosh, that feels so powerful. That feels so strong. That feels so, um, courage, like so much courage would come from that. And here's the thing. We are at this time in our world where like our courage is being required, right? Like our power connected to love and connected to heart and connected to inclusivity is being asked for, right? Like we are at this place. And again, I don't mean, yes, I do mean in this, like we're changing entire systems, right? We're evolving the world in ways. I do mean that in that like kind of global way. I also mean it just like in our day-to-day lives. Like let's just, let's, cause I even just overwhelmed myself. Did I overwhelm you? I just overwhelmed myself a little bit about it. But again, if we are, if we know and we feel we are loved, what does that mean in our moment to moment? Like even on the smallest of scales, does it mean that like, again, when we are at the grocery store, we have a moment where we like look the checkout person in the eyes and have a true moment of like, hi, how was your day? You know what I mean? Or does it mean that we are available for connection? Or does it mean that we are open to beauty? What's interesting when we 
And the moments and the times when I have felt and known I am loved from that depth of place, right? I, my nervous system calms, my body calms, my mind calms sometimes. And I get to be here, like in this world, like looking at the beauty around. I get to be with people. I get to be like, wait, I get to do this. I get to do this human life thing, right? And because this is, we're here for a limited time, limited edition human beings, (laughs) you know, it's like I, if I feel and know I am loved, I do believe there are more moments when I get to live and I get to be here and we get to take in this experience and not in like this floating way of knowing and being loved. To me, I'm thinking of it as the foundation. It is the foundation. It is where we land. It is where we put our feet. It is where we bring our troubles. It does not mean we're not going to have every single one of the human emotions. It does not mean that we're not going to have zillions of human thoughts, right? It does not mean we're not going to have really difficult times, really challenging times, really tumultuous times. It also, it's like, it, it, and we're, it doesn't mean we're not going to have beautiful times, expansive times. Like a part of me goes, oh my gosh, wait, no, we're welcoming in the full human experience. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm, I want to be committed to, right? I don't want to get out of the human experience. I don't want to get out of the emotional part. I don't want to get out of having a mind, even though sometimes I do. But what if this is our floor? This is our foundation. And that can be different for each of us, of course. But for me, during this season, it is like, okay, what if my floor, the place I land, the place I choose to come back to, the place that I choose my resources, who I'm spending more time with, where I'm going, what I am consuming for information. If like I take that into account, knowing that like, okay, I want to remember this floor. I want to remember this solid ground. I I want to remember that deep within me is a knowing that I am loved, right? I am love. And that that has unbelievable power and capacity and healing properties and guidance. And it always goes back to that thing of like, okay, I just don't want to live without it. Like, I don't want to live without coming back to what love says because I've done it and it was tougher than tough, right? It was too much. It was too hard. It was a battle. Each day was kind of like a slog. And I'm like, wait, again, limited edition human beings we are. What happens when we bring in that foundation, we remind ourselves or we're at least just open to this feeling that we are loved. And that may be the thing we take with us, right? Or you can take with you is it could, you may already feel it. You may know it. And you may be like, that would be my question for you. What is your, your daily practice? What is your monthly practice? How do you remember? I have certain teachers I go to or books or music or podcasts or things that I do that I come back to that remind me when I forget, right? That I am loved that I am loved, that I am loved. And so for you, it's like perhaps you know those things and you just continue to weave them in. Perhaps you've never felt this and you're curious about it. And you may just be like, okay, I'm open to feeling I'm loved. Like, how am I loved? Show me I'm loved. You may say it to that. You may look down and just like guess where your soul place is, right? Or that that well at the bottom of your heart. And you may be like, okay, show me that I am loved. Like, 
like allow me to see and feel that I am loved. And again, like we've talked about in the past, it could be a research project. It could do, you don't have to come to any conclusions, but if you're like, okay, I want to be open to feeling that I am loved and knowing that I am loved and maybe even relying on the fact that I am loved. Like what happens if for 30 days, we come back to that. We look for evidence of that. We nurture that, right? So we have these seedlings. And if we put some water, some organic fertilizer, some sunshine, some time, some love, things can grow. Also, I will say before we start to close that our minds, although I have experienced, right, can be the the toughest, like the, the thing that keeps me the farthest away from love it is also one of the tools, one of the things that can bring us the most deeply into love as well, right? It's how we're using anything, right? It's how how we use it. So to use the mind, right? Even listening to this is just like allowing the mind to be open, con- like connecting to it, grabbing a phrase, writing it down on a post-it, taking it with you. So All in all, what I want to say and what you may, again, you may take one thing, right, from this episode. My biggest question is just like, does it resonate with you to be open to like that? I mean, to write down and edit it for yourself. Like, I really, really want to know and to feel that I am loved. I really, really want to remember that I am loved. I really, really want to be guided by love. I really, really want. And so maybe... You could say this out loud in your mind. You can write this in the notes on your phone or in your journal. But if you just wrote, I really, really want, what do you want around love? What do you want? What would feel so nurturing and comforting and inspiring and reassuring? What do you want around love? And you are more than welcome to borrow mine and to be like, I really, really want to feel and know I am loved. I really, really want to be open to feeling that I am love. And I don't mean in a cheesy card way. I mean like in a felt way that gives us the power and the courage and the peace to be human beings in this world. Knowing that, again, like our guidance more and more, not always, but more and more is coming from love. And you may just play with that. Put on a post-it, put it on your phone, take a picture, take a picture of a note, <laughs> put it on your screensaver um, and just, just see what happens, see what unfolds. I think there is more beauty here, beauty available to this. And I'm going to keep practicing. I'm going to keep going up and down. I'm going to keep forgetting and remembering but like maybe always come back to to feeling and remembering in our own way, in our own language, in our own time, that we are loved. Like we're loved. Oh my gosh, I actually finally felt that. I've said a hundred times this episode, but now I just felt I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, we're loved. People, we're loved. <laughs> what happens, what happens, right, in us, in our lives and in our world when we remember we are loved So thank you so much for being here. I would love to hear from you, especially if you have 
questions about this. If you have edits, you're like, no, I'm not, I don't feel that I am, I am loved part, but I really feel that like I'm guided. I'm supported. I'm a part of a, I'm a piece of a giant gorgeous puzzle, right? I am a part of this whole, you know? So feel into that. You can always write me at the love says podcast at gmail.com or at Elizabeth at Elizabeth Johnson.net. Depending on when you are listening to this, if you were happen to be listening to this in April, 2023, we are about to head into our second annual, so fun to say that because it's our second, so it's now annual, Letters to Love Experience in the month of May. It is a beautiful way to come back to listening to what love says and connect to. Letters to Love is amazing. Letters from Love, which is a big part of the program, is life-changing, literally life-changing. So you can head on over to elizabethjohnson.net and click on letters to love in the menu, or you can go to elizabethjohnson.net forward slash letters to love. I think it's elizabethjohnson.net. Yeah. Forward slash letters dash to dash love and check that out. And I would love to hear from you. And may we just keep researching what it's like, how it feels, what we become, how much more of ourselves we become when we allow ourselves to feel and know we are loved. Thanks so much for being here so we can do this together and collectively. And I, until the next time we talk, I'm sending you so much love. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. I want to talk a moment first and thank the Love Says Podcast team. I also want to thank the Love Says Podcast patrons over on Patreon. Because of your support, we get to create and produce and share this creation. And it means so much to to me and to this project and to our team that you support in the way you do. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can head on over to patreon.com and go to the Love Says Podcast and become a monthly patron. You get a bunch of really fun gifts. There's a really fun gift coming up for the patrons. So if you're feeling into it now would be a great time. You can also always send a one-time gift donation. Um, means so much to us. We use it. Um, and of course we use it, but you can send a one-time donation to the Love Says Podcast at Venmo. And lastly, great support always is sharing this episode or any of the episodes with the people you love in your life. So thanks so much. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye.